All right, welcome to this uh, edition of Arc Waves. We are meeting with David Mathis in our studio today. David, thank you for coming to the Arc Oneida Lewis today to talk with Karen and I. It's my pleasure. Thanks so much for being here. So um, I know you mostly from the Arc Oneida Lewis, of course, uh, right. being on our board, but also through a variety of different um, initiatives, particularly with MVCC and 2020 Vision um, that uh, Anthony Pacenti had going. But I thought we would start with if you could tell our listeners about your role, particularly with the Ark and Lewis. Well, my uh, involvement with uh, the Ark of Oneida Lewis started back in really uh, 1992. Oh my goodness. That was when my uh, son, who has a developmental disability, uh, graduated from high school and we were looking for a program for him to uh, enroll in and the ARC uh, was a program uh, that we selected and mm -hmm. he started uh, with the ARC in 92. I was immediately recruited uh, to serve <laughs> on the board and uh, I said no, I'm tied up, I was uh, involved and uh, but Angela Vanderhoof, who mm -hmm. was executive director, mm -hmm. Uh, would not take no for an answer. So <laughs> she kept coming back, and I said, finally, yes, I'll do it, because I kind of felt obligated because of my son's involvement. Yeah. And I joined the board in July of 1993. Wow. wow. What, um, what does that bring to the table for you, having um, a child with a disability who is being served by the organization that you're on the board of? I mean, how does that, does that give you a different perspective, do you think, than somebody who may not? have a child that's getting services? Oh, definitely. You know, I think uh, the opportunity uh, to see him grow and his involvement uh, is so important because, you know, I've been involved with other parents who have uh, a child uh, or someone who has a disability, and at times they try to hide it. You know, mm -hmm. I think it's always been maybe an issue. Uh, for us, I think it was clear that, you know, my son David needed to have the opportunity to develop as much as he can. And I think by being involved with the ARC, we got to see that. Yeah. And he got to, you know, leave the house, you know, five days a week, be involved in a program, um, and watch his development to the best of his ability. So mm -hmm. for me, I got to see that with him, but also with the others who uh, were uh, serving on the board who had family members who, you know, had a disability. And it opened the door for me uh, in terms of not only uh, serving on the board, but also understanding that uh, the ARC was giving back to my family as much as I was giving to the ARC. Right. So That's wonderful. such a nice way to put it and so wonderful too. One of the things that I love about doing this podcast is being able to share some of those experiences with people mm -hmm. who are listening, particularly parents who you know, might be looking for a program for their child to be able to see them grow. Whether your child has a disability or not, we're all looking for our child to reach their potential, whatever that is. But sometimes um, when you are a parent of a disabled child or someone who has some developmental delays, it's hard to know where to turn. Right. So thank you for sharing that you found that path for your son here at the ARC. I think the reciprocity that you had mentioned too, you know, sort of you're on the board and you get to give back and then the agency is, you know, really being able to support you, your family, your, your, your loved ones. And I think, you know, that's a, that's a unique um, ability that you have as a board member. Yeah. That. Matter of fact, when I 
leave here, I'm going to a respite to pick up his luggage because he goes to the, our respite uh, program Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, and he happens to be over at uh, Riverside at the moment mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, for his day program. Mm -hmm. And he likes to spend a couple of days and sometimes uh, more if there's room over there. Mm -hmm. uh, at respite they do a fantastic job oh that's wonderful before i ask you the next question we move on i'm just curious what are you most proud of in being uh having served on the board you know i think for me uh and being a um, african-american male uh is the fact that there there are not as many of us that are involved uh you know in terms of serving on any boards, but serving on a board that serves uh, the disability community. You know, I had the opportunity of being on the board of governors for ARC for a number of years, and so I would go to Albany for those meetings. And generally speaking, uh, there weren't as much diversity as mm -hmm. I would have liked to see, mm -hmm. knowing what I know about, you know, individuals who have disabilities that, uh, you know, I was representing not only, you know, uh, Oneida County, Utica, but I also, I was representing uh, the minority community. So right. I think that's important. Sure. Um, you're, you're segueing nice into a question that's, um, that I had on our list um, to ask you. As our community develops more initiatives around diversity, equity, inclusion, what can people do to get more involved in building DEI within their workplace and their community and also as, a, as an individual? Well, I think once again, it's a matter of getting involved and representing uh, your opinions and your positions and in many cases just showing up. I think mm -hmm. people are looking sometimes for, you know, the the to hit the home run mm. and a lot of times you just got to hit a single and sometimes <laughs> just showing up for a, a, a committee meeting or getting involved in a board uh, or serving in any way possible starts that process right. and then you move on because I think you know DEI is it's really important yeah. I've you know when I was chair of our national community college trustees uh, board the theme that I selected for our annual Congress was uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm -hmm. uh, and you start by not only walking the walk, but talking the talk. Mm -hmm. And I think in many cases, uh, DEI is to me very personal, mm -hmm. uh, but it's also something that in many ways um, is not incorporated within the day-to-day -day activities. So you have to look at it. For instance, when I um, hire summer uh, staff for mm -hmm. my summer youth program, mm -hmm. that's very important that mm -hmm. not only do I have, you know, African-Americans, Caucasians, mm -hmm. Asians, but also Muslims, mm -hmm. Christians. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I looked at, right. I, when I have the staff stand in front of the summer youth, we do an orientation yeah. and I like to have my staff look like the United Nations, you know, right. when they're standing right. there. Sure. And the students who are out in the audience get to see that mm -hmm. because if there's someone, because we work with, you know, RCIL, we work with mm -hmm. uh, New York State School for the Deaf. Mm -hmm. So when they're sitting out there looking at my summer staff, they see what diversity, equity, and inclusion is all about. Yeah. It's not 
just words, but it's actual people. Right. I love that you're living it, you know, and and that point of just showing up and having your voice heard is so impactful. Yeah. You've done such a nice job with that. And being intentional. You know, yes. really is, is the key here. It's like, you know, you can go and you can sit at a workshop and you can attend a conference, but it's really being intentional about how to make sure you are, as you say, you know, you're, you wanted to make sure that you had a lot of different representation. That's important to the people who are connecting with them, right? They want to be able to right. know that that's somebody like me and I can do this. You yeah. know, and I can be part of this. Yeah. And and even that's somebody not like me, and I can do this and be part yeah. of this, which Absolutely. I think is just as important of a lesson. This is a little off track, but you mentioned the youth employment program, and I've been reading about that a little bit as much as I can, and I find that to be such a wonderful program that we offer here in the county. Yeah, it's, it's a great program. I've been running summer youth programs with the county for... I don't know, I've been with the county 42 years. So for 42 years, I've wow. been doing summer programs. Mm. And, you know, we hire uh, about 20 staff members and we go out and recruit about 400 to 500 youth with, with uh, who are economically disadvantaged or who are in foster care or who have a disability mm-hmm. uh, to work. And generally we hire them anywhere from 60 to 100 hours mm-hmm. they make minimum wage which keeps going up right. so sure now, yes so now uh our age group is 14 to 19 and most of our youth are 14 15 so mm-hmm. when you see a youth who's making 13 20 it may not sound like a lot but for right. a 14 year old oh yes 13 20 That's is a lot of absolutely. money absolutely and when they get that first paycheck which is about being real yeah. and when they look at it it's the, most of them, it's their first time they ever got a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they kind of like don't yeah. know what to do with it. Yeah. Right, right, And what a right. great opportunity Probably to learn. Probably go right s- into a gas tank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what a great opportunity to learn other skills beyond that interpersonal skill of working yeah. at a job and being responsible, but then being responsible for a paycheck. You have this this paper in hand yeah, and turning that into something real is so, so awesome. So, uh, you know, I, I think what is great because you talked about the, the summer youth program, I'm going to sort of um, draw this out a little bit. Can you tell us about your position as a director of workforce solutions for well, County? I've been with the County since 1980. I started out as deputy direct deputy director. Mm-hmm. And in 1986, uh, my director left and, uh, County executive at the time was the late uh, Jack Plumley, mm-hmm. and I got called into his office with uh, the uh, uh, deputy uh, county executive, the county attorney, and some other people. Oh wow! I thought it was I had done something serious. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> and and, uh, and my uh, former boss were all there, and they said, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Bickler's got. Mr. Bigler will be leaving, and I want to appoint you as director. And I, it kind of blew me away. Hmm, and sure. that was 86. Wow. And I've been director since. And I've mm-hmm. served uh, six county executives, uh, uh, County Executive Pacenti, the longest, because uh, he's been there the mm-hmm. longest. Right. So. Is, um, besides the summer youth program, what's been your, your, do you believe, your greatest achievements? Well, when I look back at at programs, uh, and we've run a lot of programs, it's been the ability to, if 
you're running an agency, you know, full wall grants. And, mm -hmm. you know, some of the best grants mm -hmm. are the ones that get cut yeah. over the years. And mm -hmm. I think the ability to, to uh, combine funding sources to keep programs alive has been really, uh, I think, at the core of my success, if mm -hmm. I have success in terms of workforce development mm -hmm. and trying to reach out to underserved populations, uh, trying to bring in innovative programs. You know, one of the programs I think here at the uh, ARC of Oneida Lewis uh, that I'm most proud of is our College Works program. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because serving on both the ARC board mm -hmm. and the Mohawk Valley Community College Board mm -hmm. and able to see the opportunity that mm -hmm. that program uh, could bring mm. to the people we serve was so important, and yeah. and so I'm really proud of of that program. Such it's an awesome program. program. Yeah. And I'm so proud of it too, and just to to be part of. Um, you and I are both alums of NCCC. Yeah. You know how important that is to us, and then to have College Works there and to be as successful as it is has been great. One of the areas you've been um, very involved with for decades is Mohawk Valley Community College. What is your role with the college, and what are you most proud of, and what about the college most inspires you? Well, I'm very proud of the fact that I've been a board member. I was appointed to the MVCC board in 1977. So wow. in March of this year, I completed my <laughs> 45th year as a trustee. Uh, but I'm also a very proud, as you are, yeah. alum. Mm -hmm. I graduated in... Uh, 1970, but I started at MVCC in 1966. I graduated from high school in June, and I was working for the Bendix Corporation, and they had a tuition uh, assistance program. Oh, so great. if you took a course and mm -hmm. you got a C or better, uh, <laughs> you got your money back. And hmm. then I said, well, you know, I can afford, you know, if it's $21. Uh, a course. It was seven dollars a credit Holy hour. Cow. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> hey, come on. This is sixty six. Yeah, okay? right, right. So I said, "Geez, I can afford twenty one dollars." Mm -hmm. So I took the course. It was an English course, and I got a C. Mm -hmm. So I got my twenty one dollars back. <laughs> and so I said, "Now I can take another course." So I did. I did that for two years, and then I reached the point with the encouragement of the staff at Bendix that I should matriculate and go full time. Mm -hmm. And I did that in 1968 and graduated in 70 and moved over to uh, Utica College or Utica University mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, got my bachelor's there. Mm -hmm. uh, but at MV, I was, uh, yeah, I think they, that laid the foundation for me. I, I tell everyone I don't think I would have been able to do any of the things I've done without uh, MVCC being the foundation to get mm. me started. Mm -hmm. How wonderful that the company you were working for, too, was so supportive. Yeah. You know, I, I you have to wonder. It's like that sliding doors concept. Would, would things have gone differently if that company hadn't have said, you know what, we see something in you. Yeah. Go, go get it. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that, uh, you know, taking advantage of, of, of that opportunity, um, is something that I, you know, I look back on and say all the time, uh, you know, thank God I had that opportunity. I think tuition reimbursement, we have that here at the Arcanine Lewis. I think that's such a great benefit for people. Yeah. And we, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, throughout my career, there's been opportunities where um, I had tuition reimbursement that was offered at uh, companies that I work for. Mm -hmm. I had um, opportunity to um, be an internship 
supervisor for the University of Albany, in which yeah. at the time they would give you credits towards a class, so I used that to get my MBA. <laughs> oh, nice. Right. I would supervise MSW students, and then they would give me a voucher for a class, and then I would take that class, and it was just, I, you know, talk about that reciprocity of yes. right. connection, yes. and that circle. It's it's really, you know, I think something that we always want to promote in, you know, our workforce here is take advantage of it, you yeah. know? Yeah, I'm very proud of the fact because we run a, a college internship program uh, through my office that's funded by the county. And at this moment right now, we have about 135 interns throughout wow. the county. And uh, wow. they work 200 hours and they're paid minimum wage. Mm -hmm. But it's more about the experience. Yeah. And we've been running that program. The county started it in 1998. So Wow. And, and they work in county offices? No, they work throughout the community, mostly in private businesses. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. So are and those partnerships that you then foster we, with yeah, the private partnerships businesses? that we foster, like with... Indium Corporation sure. or Griffiths Institute or Black River. Uh, but we also have some that work in government offices mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. uh, the county executive's office or the purchasing. Uh, so IT, uh, information technology. I mean, so it's been a great program. I'm and that program, by that. Yeah, yeah, it's funded with county money. There's yeah. no federal mm -hmm. or state money involved in county has been committed to working with uh, young people, especially um, uh, those who, you know, may not consider this uh, community having opportunities for mm -hmm. them. So that's why it's targeted at college students to say, you know, you may not come back here after you graduate, but if you do, there will be opportunities uh, for you, and it does happen. That's amazing. So you've got this vast network of private and public yes. partnerships that you engage college students from this area mostly? Yeah, yeah. most of them live, I, I would say 99% of them live in Oneida County. To wow. me, that's as someone who has a blended family of five kids, it's so important that the children know that there are opportunities here. And hopefully those kids are talking to each other and saying, you know, hey, I work over at this place and this is what we're doing. And being able to have that communication and, and spread that excitement that there oh, yeah. is so much going on yeah. in our community right now. Yeah. And, and that's kind of, you know, it ties in with my uh, summer youth program because we have our office uh, for the summer in a, in a couple classrooms at MBCC. Hmm. Oh. And we do that intentionally because I want those parents or those potential students to have to come on the campus. It's amazing how many uh, uh, youth have never been on the MVCC campus. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing for the internship program. It's amazing how many college students really don't know the community. Yes. And so the internship program opens that door. That's great. Yeah. One of the things I was talking to um, Dr. Van Wagner about when he was on was that my, I sent my children to the camps mm -hmm. I have over the summer. So they get that exposure mm -hmm. to the campus and the activities there. Um, and, of course, that thrills me because uh, as an alum, I want them to be comfortable. But, uh, you know, my my daughter and I run the track, uh, you know, <laughs> and she she like pre she prefers that track over to some of the others in the area. I'm like, okay, you know, let's, let's <laughs> go funny. there. That's great. You yep. know, this is another NVCC connection for her. And right. so, you know, and the cybersecurity class that um, is being offered, 
Um, we're looking to get my son into that. So there's just so many opportunities just yeah. for the for the kids. Right. Know? And not just for the teenagers, but for the kids. Yeah. It's such that's a community awesome. building yeah. uh, aspect of uh, the classes. And, you know, to your point, too, all ages. I do the swimming. Oh, and okay. So I've bonded with these ladies who are much, much older than me, and I look forward to chit-chatting with them mm-hmm. and having that connection. And I was thinking it's like, a different world that I've been able to access there just through swimming. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, over the years, I live very close to MV. So mm-hmm. the vitality just from being in close contact with the presence of MV, with the kids that are out there playing, and they're, you know, they're playing like an ultimate Frisbee game, right. and you're watching that and you're feeling this contact high of like, I'm I'm young too, maybe, you know, just because I'm nearby. Right. It. Right. <laughs> you know, it's funny because that, that you used a pool there because some years ago, uh, the board of trustees had a recommendation from the administration that you know the pool wasn't being used if, oh, and no. running a pool is costly sure. so the recommendation was to close the pool and we have a number of seniors that use it and they came to our board meetings they went to the county executive's office and i mean they were hot so oh, how funny. Uh, we had a meeting and they showed up and the county executive came and pledged, uh, I think it was like 250000 that was matched by the state. We wow. were able to put new pumps in and rehab wow. the, the It's a beautiful pool. pool. Yes. And so you can thank, when you see seniors there at the pool, you can thank them because I they abs- saved it. I yeah. absolutely will because I'll tell you, it is fun. The first time I showed up for Lap Lovers, one lady was at the end with her arms crossed and tapping her foot because I had gotten into her lane and I did not realize. And I said, I am sorry. I am a young kid on the block yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they take it seriously. They do. So. They very much do. Yeah. It's inspiring. It's, yeah, well, you can be an advocate at any age, right? Yes, you, you can. Know, something that's important right. to you. And, you know, like you were saying in the beginning, you know, take it. You, know, you want your opinion heard. And, and that's what you need to do yeah. you know, about that. Yeah. So just a, one more question before we end up going to the lightning round. Um you are very well-known and prominent community leader with years of experience on numerous boards over the years, as well as receiving several awards and accolades, such as the prestigious Living Legends Award from the United County History Center, given to you in 2015. What do you think are the key factors for being a successful board member, and why is board leadership important to you? Well, my wife would probably say I'm never home, but that's, a, <laughs> that, that's probably key. But I think for me, the important nature of giving back, I want to thank you for joining yeah. the MVCC Alumni Board. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because so much of what I do and have done over the years is really to give back. Mm-hmm. I took a class uh, just out of, uh, it was a civics class in high school. Mm. And I can't remember the, uh, the teacher's name. But one of the things I learned in that class was that you may not have a lot of money, you may not have you be from the right family or whatever, mm-hmm. but you can always give back. Yeah. And oh, it dawned that. on me that, and it sank in that, yeah, I can, I can get involved. Uh, and I started to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's where it really came from. But, you know, it goes back to a high school class where, uh, a teacher said, "You know, you can, you can, you can do things in your community." And I think one of the things I really uh, am proud of with Mohawk Valley Community College is the word "community." Absolutely, because that's so key mm-hmm. to everything that I've been able to do. Mm-hmm. Is that I love my community, the, the good, the bad, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a community, you know. Mm-hmm. And one of the 
uh, one of the things I really enjoy about MVCC is that it is so diverse. You know, we kind of, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, as I said, it's like a United Nations there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what a community college mm-hmm. is. It mm-hmm. represents your community. Mm-hmm. So my involvement started a long time ago with the encouragement that regardless of who you are, what sex you are, what race you are, mm-hmm. uh, any of the disabilities you may have, you know, you can give back to your community. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What a wonderful message to receive at that time. It sounds like you were ready to hear that message when you were in high school. And, you know, maybe not everybody in your class did, but you heeded that call. What was one of the first ways you kind of started to get involved? And in, as, as you said, you can always give back. So, and I ask that wondering for people who might be listening, uh, who maybe are younger and haven't taken that leap yet. Does it have to be a leap or can it be a baby step? Yeah, I think maybe uh, both. You know, for yeah. me, you know, it was both because I was involved in the community. And the, at that time, the, the mayor, who I don't remember who it was, set up a human relations commission. And I mm. got to serve for a year. That was the first board I ever served oh on. Okay. And that's, that was the baby step, but it was also a leap of faith. Because, yeah. like, I had no idea what I was getting into. How many boards have you been on? I probably served on them a little over 30. And wow. Probably oh my another goodness. 20 That's commissions. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> as I said, my wife did not see right, me. Right. Yeah. It's always amazing because we had four children, and they want to yeah. know how you had four children because right. you're never home. Right, yeah. yeah. It's, it's really impressive. I remember I asked that question because I remember, and we talked about this before we started, uh, the, the recording here, going out to lunch with you, was sur- it was shortly after I started, like 10 years ago, and you had shown me your resume. I'm not kidding. You must have had five pages <laughs> of, oh my of board leadership and board membership, and uh, it was the message was, Karen, get involved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get involved in your community. Well, and I think <laughs> I, sure. th- my takeaway message is if I need to know somebody, I'm calling Mr. <laughs> Mathis. <laughs> that's, right, that's right. I used to call him the unofficial mayor. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And there are a lot of people who do exactly that. Sorry yeah. to say. Oh, my gosh. It's enjoyable. You're yeah. a wonderful resource yeah. and hence a living legend, yeah. I think. Absolutely. Well deserved. Well, yes. Thank you. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, so on we, to our li- uh, lightning round questions? Yeah, absolutely. So our lightning round questions, as we shared, are just kind of some more fun, lighter questions. Sure. Um, so the first one I would love to ask you is what leader has inspired you most in your career or in your community advocacy work? Uh, I am a, a member of Holt Chapel AME Zion Church and um, my p- former pastor passed away some years ago, Reverend Alfonso Whitfield uh, was a pastor there and I was raised by uh, a single mom mm-hmm. and he basically filled that role mm-hmm. you know whenever our uh, when my oldest son, who has a disability, was born, he was at the hospital. Uh, mm-hmm. When that happened, he was there. He got. Uh, he was the minister that married me, and you know he was a community wow. leader. Yeah, and he encouraged uh, members of the church to be involved in the community. And he was, and I followed his footsteps. And uh, but he opened the door again to keep me active and whenever opportunities came along uh, he was there uh, to support me did you grow up around here then mr yeah yeah i um uh came to utica when i was less than one Mm -hmm. Uh, my mom relocated here and went to utica schools and mvcc and 
Utica College. It's so touching <laughs> that you had that experience with that pastor, and then you must make him so proud from yeah, as he I looks down on yeah. you. Uh, and seeing how you give back and kind of pay that forward. Yeah. The power of a mentor. Yeah. It is. Really. It's critical. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Or Tra- even just saying the right thing at the right time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how that can resonate. You never with know. Life. You never yeah. know when somebody needs to hear that message. Yeah. You know, I, I applaud you for continuing to give that back from the youth programs and everything else oh, that you do you. for the county and all the different boards. Um, so I'm told that you like to travel. So like my next travel. <laughs> my next question is, what is your most favorite place to visit and why? Well, I think uh, the place I've been to the most, and I really do enjoy it, is uh, Las Vegas. Really? I'm, I'm not much of a gambler, <laughs> but I love the, the, the people. The sh- I love the shows. Mm-hmm. I love the shopping. Yeah. And, and so <laughs> that's, you know, that's where I try to, you know, go almost every year. Really uh, great. For at least a few days. Yeah, so. such a different uh, landscape out there, oh, too, definitely. when you travel around. Yeah. It's so like being mm. on another planet, isn't yeah. it? And it's the kind of place you can. My wife doesn't travel. She hasn't flown since 1986. So, okay. Um, so it's kind of like a place you can go by yourself. Yeah. And, yep. Uh, you know, uh, go to the shows and do all the things you want to do. Shopping. Yeah. Shopping. Yes, and shopping. not have somebody say, you don't need that. Or, you yeah. don't need that. <laughs> right, right, so right. I, I, and I do it's enjoy It's a judgment-free shopping <laughs> zone, yes. By myself. Great shopping. <laughs> well, people can't see you, but I know you over the years, and I know you to be a very sharp dresser. Yes, especially today. With your socks. Oh, yeah. Well, Uh-oh. Let's yeah. see. No, we tell conservative. Them? Well, these oh. are conservative today because I'm wearing. Um, <laughs> well, um, for our listening outfit. audience, you look very sharp. Oh, yes. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to thank you so much for coming in to speak with us. I would love to have you back sometime to talk more about some anytime, of the youth programs. Anytime, anytime. You know, I'm always available. You know, Karen knows how to find me mm-hmm. uh, or hunt me down. I should say. Yeah. Yes, so, absolutely. Uh, and, yeah. you know, I think people would love to listen to that wonderful voice again, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think all we got to do is walk into any board meeting anywhere, anytime in Oneida County, and we'll find David Yes, Mathis. that's right. That's right. Well, thank you again, well, Mr. Mathis. Yeah. A pleasure to meet thank you and you talk so with much, you. Thank you so much, David. This has been very enjoyable. Thank, thank you. you. Disclaimer, the views, ideas, and opinions expressed in this podcast are only those of the individuals involved and do not reflect the official policy or position of the ARC Oneida Lewis chapter, the ARC New York, or any other agency, organization, employer, or company.